celebrating classics and creating new ones. Only on the Music Vibes Podcast. Now, here's your host, DC Hendrix. Yes, this is DC. Is this Joe? DC, yes. <laughs> you know, I tried this three times with my landline. Uh, it kept saying the phone was not working. Huh. Or it was disconnected. And so I'm using my iPhone okay. and I get right through. Well, technology okay. 2020 apparently uh, works better, I guess. <laughs> we got the one and only Joe Bouchard of Blue Oyster Code. How's everything been going for you with this whole coronavirus yeah. pandemic and all this craziness going on? How you have know, you been dealing with it? I, I, I've sort of gotten over the hump. I'm kind of getting used to it. I like it. I like <laughs> and it doesn't bother me now. No? I it, was kind of freaked out maybe uh, April, May. I guess beginning of May, I think, was the hardest mm-hmm. you know but yeah you know we're into june i got my mask i got my gloves there you go. i feel like uh, where i live everybody is taking good care of themselves so uh i feel confident i go shopping every week and you know it's not a big deal you know but of course i'm really careful you gotta you can't right. be too careful with Still gotta make sure yeah. your social distancing. Yeah. And one of our one of our old tour managers got it, and he oh no, he's been he got, he got over it. That's good. He just today he tested a negative. Yes, there we go. But, That's some good news. But he had ten days of torture. Jeez. And he uh, he's been describing the whole thing, and and uh, they're they're still figuring out exactly what it is and the best treatments and all of that so he is like right deep in it he really knows what it's all about but anyway i'm i'm happy to have some extra time so i can talk to you i love it and obviously that works for me otherwise i'd be out you know (laughs) going to a gig somewhere you know yeah, that's that's one of that's been one of the toughest adjustments for me as a music guy. No concerts. How about you? I know that's the big money maker. You as an artist, how oh, has yeah. it been for you? Yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had a great cruise booked, and it was big money too. A great cruise in Sweden. Ooh. We did the uh, we did the Sweden Rock Festival last June, and it was a fantastic show. This is with my band Blue Coop, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it, it was just amazing, and I had a great vacation in Europe after that, and uh, made a video out of it. Came out great, um, the best show I've ever done in my whole life. I I think you know. So because of that show, this cruise company from Sweden says we want you to headline this cruise, mm-hmm. and it was going to be great, but it ain't happening. Oh. Nobody's getting on a cruise boat these no. days, so no. And that's what's tough because you know? I I interview a lot of musicians, and this time not only is it tough with us as you know promoters and radio hosts and personalities because we enjoy going to the concerts, but obviously oh, yeah. it's you guys a whole lot harder because this is how you know you guys get out and make your money. But I wanted to before we talk about what you're up to now because loving yeah. the new album, loving the new album by the way. Um, I Thank love you. to I love to time travel back a little bit into time because I'm a younger guy. And I love talking sure. about music way before my time. That's when music was good and pure. And it just so happens, <laughs> it just so happens you have two albums that are coming off of anniversaries with Blue Oyster Cult. And that's Mirrors in 1979, released actually yes. June 19th, actually just a couple, couple days ago, 79. And yes. then, uh, Cultosaurus Erectus back in 1980, the year after that. If you would like oh, to sure. travel back into time and reflect on the production and the stories behind those albums oh. in 79 and 80. Well, I had a great time recording both of those albums. 
Mirrors mm-hmm. uh, was with Tom Worman as the producer. Mm-hmm. And Tom Worman, um, we, we got him as our producer because he did Cheap Trick. Ooh. We love Cheap Trick. Yes. So, uh, and he did uh, lots of other very good, good albums. He did some albums for Ted Nugent. After he did our album, he went on to do a, a, a mess of Motley Crue uh, recordings. He's just had a great career. But I learned a lot from Tom. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was really good. I, I wish the, it, the album was a little more hard rock. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, were, we just wanted to try a different producer. And that was the first time we had gone out of our uh, circle of our manager producing us. And I had a great time uh, on that one. The next one was uh, with Martin Birch, mm-hmm. who did Cultosaurus Erectus, and that was that was pretty life-changing. Uh, Martin Birch produced uh, Deep Purple, and we loved uh, the album Machine Head, which he did, and he did a bunch of Deep Purple records, mm-hmm. and they're all like good hard rock records. So... Um, uh, he did Black Sabbath around that time. Ah. Fantastic producer. A lot different from uh, Tom Worman was more hands-on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Martin Birch was more hands-off. <laughs> you just you just do your thing in the studio. Because he was also an engineer. Mm-hmm. He was an engineer producer, so he would be getting the sounds, and we'd be messing around in the studio, and you know maybe it wasn't happening, and you know, and then finally you say. Stop! You got it. Just record it just like that, and 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 you'll have it. You know, he was all about the spontaneity. You know, uh, he didn't like to do overdubs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much live as much as you could. I mean, we eventually did. Uh, you know, a lot of overdubs. You know, and you know, you get all into the whole uh, recording thing, the mixing thing. Yeah. But uh, he was very spontaneous and. That was a lot of fun. And then he did the album after that, which was a big hit for us, which included the song Burning For You. Yes. So that that was our experience with Martin Birch. Um, I loved working with him, you know. And, you know. But I, I pretty much liked uh, everyone that we worked with uh, mm-hmm. in the studio. And as I think about it now, this is what I have to deal with because I'm self-produced now. Yeah. So I go back and I try to remember those days. <laughs> like, what would Martin Birch, you know, tell me about my singing on this song? You know, and I sort of I have to play Jekyll and Hyde. You know, I have to wear two hats. <laughs> I'm the artist, and then I take off that hat, then I put on my producer hat, and I get, and I argue with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and obviously that's not good enough. That's not no, good enough. Good. No, you gotta. So you're you're your own critic then, right, right here, in, right. right here in 2020. But, <laughs> but luckily, uh, working with all of those guys mm-hmm. and our manager Sandy Perlman, and mm-hmm. uh, we worked with um, Bruce Fairburn, Ooh. who you know his album he did with us was not that successful. Yeah. But the next album he did was Bon Jovi. Yep. It was huge. And then he did all the uh, Aerosmith, um, the sort of second wave of Aerosmith when they, they had their big comeback. Uh, so Bruce definitely proved himself. But, you know, it's a lot of it is just like how the band is feeling at the time and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, timing when it comes out, you know. 
we were incredibly lucky that the the best albums we did came out just at the right time for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what they would do today, but <laughs> we, you know, collectively, I'm sure we're all just completely unbelievably stunned that our music is still being talked about 50 years later. Oh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And that's I mean, why how I'm, good is that? And that's why I'm glad to even be talking to you today because I get to introduce, I get the, the one of the founding members to help me introduce you to the younger audience and older audience that probably already knows who you are, of course, with the, for no. uh, at the very least, fourth studio album, Agents of Fortune, obviously with the big hit, uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, and you, you yeah. get some vocals on there. And when you guys were recording that, did you know what kind of hit and what, what kind of masterpiece that you guys put together in that moment? Well, I, always believed in the song don't fear the reaper mm-hmm. our guitar player wrote the song and he had a cassette i don't know if you were, you probably don't ever remember cassettes i do i do i'm not that yeah. young i'm not that young <laughs> <laughs> but uh he brought in a cassette to our rehearsal mm-hmm. and 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 it was like whoa <laughs> that is a hit you know if we're ever gonna i called up my our accountant our accountant at the time, I said, Bruce, if we're ever going to have a hit, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, truly believed in that. And then, you know, we didn't record it right away. It maybe took about six months or so, and we went out and played shows, and we'd have these after parties after our, our you know, concerts. Yes. And we have a few of the record label people in, and we play the cassette for them. And they were, like, stunned. <laughs> like, this. So we knew... You just can't. You don't want to mess it up. Right. You want to make sure that when you when you record it, you don't you know you don't overcook the soup. As, <laughs> you know, as they say, don't overcook the soup. I've done that know. several times. Just get it to the right point and leave it. You know. <laughs> so uh, that one uh, came out really good. I remember when I heard the first mix of that, <laughs> and I'm um, you know because. I'm, I was the bass player on all those tracks, mm-hmm. so um, I'd be finished, and then uh, Donald or Buck Dharma would go to work on his guitar parts, and maybe there'd be, uh, uh, you know, some harmony vocals put in, and mm-hmm. of course the percussion yep. and the cowbell, all of that was added, yep. and uh, of course that's the so I came back a couple weeks later after the track was recorded and i listened to the mix and i could not believe it it was so good <laughs> like, you know so you know it, it still it came out in uh, let's see early uh, late late spring mm-hmm. and it really wasn't a hit until october but it has never stopped absolutely not in all of those years it's been in 75 movies <laughs> tv shows oh, i didn't know that. video games Guitar Hero, all of that stuff. So wow. that you can't you can't really think that it's going to do that kind of business right. when you when you're making it. But boy, we are grateful now, and uh, I'm, everybody is in the band. And absolutely, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. So I hope to, that uh, maybe with my new record, yep, <laughs> I'll find one of those. And that leads us that leads us to the birth of Rock Hard Records and a partnership yes. and a new partnership. Yes. Go ahead and tell us about it. Well, we uh my brother and I uh I have this solo album that's 
coming out July 31st. Yes. And he has another solo album that's coming out in October. And, uh, you know, uh, I helped him with his album, and and he's listened to mine and made suggestions. Uh, so we signed with the manager in California, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, you guys should have your own record label, your own label. And he found a distributor, which is through uh, Deco okay. Music, Deco Entertainment, and which they're connected with ADA, which are connected with Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So we get the advantage, not only putting out our own stuff, but making uh, make, making people take notice that the Bouchard brothers are still very creative and uh, coming up with new things. After we do these two solo albums, we have several projects planned, maybe a live album, maybe a, yes. uh, a couple other albums on the fire. And uh, it's all good. It's all good. Loving it. Strange Legends out July 31st. I, I, and I can't, I can, to be honest, I can't believe that somebody wanted to do a deal in probably the the midst of this economic disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> but hey, they, maybe they know something I don't know, you know? That's right. So Just as- you, can't, you can't deny that it was very lucky that we that it all came together. And I gotta say, I've listened to the album. I, I can't. I, I, all I'm gonna say is this: it's absolutely phenomenal. And the cover that you did, the Kinks, big Kinks fan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. You you killed it for the for any singles you think are you, the, some of the leaders in that because I love. If we could talk about the opening track, the African Queen. I love that as an oh, opening yeah. track. Yeah. Are you have you thought of yeah, any singles I love that yet? Song. I I wrote that about a movie. Oh. The old movie with Humphrey Bogart. Okay. I, I had never seen the movie all the way through, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess I, I had some time off, and I said, you know, I should go. I'm not really into old movies, <laughs> but I saw that movie, and I said, I've got to write this song, you know. And uh, I got my, my, my good friend Mickey Curry to play drums on it, okay. and he actually plays two drum sets, so you hear those great drums at the beginning of the song that, that uh, really uh, explode. Yes, and so it starts that was, off. That was a lot of fun to do that one. Yes, and that was the and, perfect uh, the, way. What's that? That was a perfect way to start the album, too. Just tons of energy yeah. right off the bat. I loved it. Lots of energy. The second song is actually the current single now, okay. which is called Forget About Love. Yes. And uh, that's another one that's really good up energy. I love the fact that I get to play a guitar solo, mm-hmm. but I play a guitar solo through the whole song. There's there's places where I just sing, but the guitar is a sort of ongoing thing on that, and I really I love the way that came out. And there'll be another single uh, in the middle of July, okay, called "She's a Legend," yeah, which good. is a song I wrote with uh, John Shirley, mm-hmm. who is a famous uh, science fiction writer, okay, and he writes great lyrics. He writes a lot of the lyrics for the current. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult, and uh, it was great to work with him. I mean, he just sent me lyrics out of the blue. I I think he heard one of my other solo albums. He said, I really like your stuff. I'm a fan. <laughs> so I said, John, send me some lyrics, you know? <laughs> and uh, and the next day, I had li- in my inbox, I had lyrics for these great songs, and, uh, and two of them are on this particular solo album. Um, uh, 
She's a legend, mm-hmm. and uh, the other one, bottom for the bottom, bottom for the list. bottomless. Yep, I figured that was it. I knew it. I and yeah, you had a jam session too, track five, racing through the desert. Nice little jam yeah. session. That's all you two <laughs> killing it again. Well, on all my solo albums, I like the idea of putting at least one instrumental. Yep, and uh, I actually play trumpet on that one too. There's a trumpet part. Oh, that was you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, one of my uh, current obsessions is trumpet, and uh, I bought a I bought a used cornet. It's 120 years old, but it <laughs> it was so much fun, and so I've I've got about four brass horns now that I play, okay. and uh, took a few lessons. I used to play in high school, but I was always the worst guy in the band. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Since I've got the time now, I'm uh, I've been getting back into brass and I'm I'm playing jazz. I I, wow. I I play it at half speed. Okay, you know <laughs> you can go to YouTube mm-hmm. and find like Miles Davis mm-hmm. and just hit the button, play it down three quarter speed, half speed, and I can actually play the stuff. I never could do that before. Wow, never could do that. In, you know, back uh, back in my music school days, you That's know. Right. But uh, well, if your if your it, music teacher would have graded you, now. if your music teacher would have graded you back in high school on your future, I'm sure uh, things would have been a little bit different. Like, hey, you're gonna be you're gonna be this <laughs> this rock star legend and gonna learn jazz when you get out. That's well, that's amazing. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, really, I never thought I'd be playing this much jazz. That's awesome. And I love to play the old standards too. I, you know, my my uncle who influenced me a lot when I was a when I was growing up, he played guitar, mm-hmm. he played piano, and he played trumpet. And he let us he let us borrow his guitars. Oh, he nice. had these great Fender guitars, and we're just like little teenagers, you know, <laughs> preteens, and we're like jamming out on his guitars. But he uh, he, you know, I when I, I grew up in a little small town, and uh, I knew that I really wanted to do music because. The happiest people in town, my music teachers, the people who played in bands, they seemed to me to be the happiest people, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when you can find something that you love to do like that much, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to make you happy for hopefully forever, you know. So for a it's been good to me. Life- Knock on wood. Life's absolutely lifetime of happiness. We are looking forward to this album for sure. Strange Legends coming out July thirty first. Joe Bouchard, the founding founding member of the group, Blue Oyster Cult yes, as well. Brand Oyster new Cult. solo album. Check out his brother album again that comes out later this year as well. So Joe, great stuff as always, and I appreciate it. And I hope everyone enjoys this album as much as I will. Well, thanks so much. I'm glad we got connected. When they the bring Midwest. back concerts, I'll be there. Perfect. In front of the line. <laughs> well, I'll be looking. I'll be looking for the dates. If I see anything near, I'll hit up your rep. See if we yeah. can uh, have a little listening Check out after my party. JoeBouchard.com. Let's go. All right. JoeBouchard.com. Cool. Thank you so much, Joe. Good stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Be well. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah. Thanks so much to Joe Bouchard from Blue Oyster Cult joining us here on the Music Vice Podcast, sponsored by the Clyde Theater. Of course, as we exit each and every podcast, we of course have to drop the needle, sponsored by Twenty Past Four and More, located at Twenty Fourteen Broadway Street here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Go see my friends for all your tobacco needs, especially go see my friend Kevin up in there. He'll hook you up with all your tobacco products.
on either a classic or a or brand new song for you to check out. And of course, we just got done talking about Joe's brand new album, Strange Legends, that comes out July 31st. So it only makes sense to play his first lead single for this upcoming album. Here it is. Here's Joe Bouchard. Forget about love. Let's drop the needle. with D.C. Hendricks on the Music Vibes Podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify on your mobile device. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.